We are on Ksubis, the very bottom of Samach Dalad Omebei 64b, continuing on to Samach Hei Omer Aleph 65a, as we begin the very last daf, the last page of this chapter of the fifth parak, as we move along in Mesachas Ksubis, in the tractate of Ksubis. The Mishnah described and explained the different things that a husband should give to his wife when he is not around. Uh, when he's not around, he has an obligation to provide sustenance to his wife. How much should he give? And the end of the Mishnah said that we are dealing with a situation where uh, this is the baseline, the minimal amount. It all depends on um, how wealthy he is, how much uh, honor they deserve, she deserves. And so it really is not an exact amount, but this is just the baseline, the most basic. Minimal amount is described in the Mishnah. The Gemara uh, will deal at length about the fact that one thing that is not mentioned in the Mishnah is that he does not have to provide her with wine. He does not give her yayin. He does not give her wine. And we will see in the Gemara that it is not just that he does not have to give her wine, but specifically in a situation where he is not around, if he's not around, so then she should not be given wine. She should not... Drink wine. We will see uh, that there are limitations to this, but it's, we're di- discussing a case where specifically where either the husband is not around or the husband is around, but they are not allowed to engage in a sexual activity. They, they're not allowed to be physically intimate. Um, in, in either scenario, she should not drink wine, assuming that she is not used to drinking wine. We will see in the Gemara, at least according to one opinion in the Gemara, could be that there's a second opinion that argues, uh, but at least according to one opinion of the Gemara, if she is used to drinking wine, it's common for her to drink wine. We tell her that she could drink wine, but uh, maybe a little bit less than what she's used to. Uh, but if she doesn't drink wine at all, that's really the, the case that we are referring to here. And the concern, the real concern here, is that if she's not allowed to be with her husband and she's drinking when she usually doesn't drink, so then uh, it might lead to... Um, doing things that uh, she, would, she would regret doing or that she would uh, want to be with somebody else if she's drinking and uh, when she usually doesn't drink. So uh, that, is, that is the main concern here. And so therefore, the husband does not provide her with wine if he's not around, assuming, again, that she's not used to it. She's not used to uh, having any wine. So says the Gemara, It doesn't mention wine in the Mishnah. This fits with the position of Rabbi Lazar. We do not, uh, as a court, we do not uh, give wine to the wife when the husband is not around. When they're together, they could do whatever they want. But when the husband is not around, uh, we do not provide her with wine. Ah, vim tomar. That the Pasuk, the verse says in Oshea, that uh, with regards to uh, a woman, it says, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. And the drink, it already mentioned water, so the drink is referring to wine. Isn't it referring to wine? So the Gemara explains, No, it's not referring to my drink, but the language is, Shikuya is something which she desires. What does she desire? My ninhu, tachshitin. It's not really referring to wine, it's referring to jewelry. Okay, so it's referring to jewelry. 
Okay, so continues the Gemara. We moved on to Samachayim and Aleph, 65a. says the Gemara, Darish Rabbi Yehuda Ish Kfar Neviraya. Rabbi Yehuda, from the village of Neviraya, Vamrila Ish Kfar Nefor Chayil, some say he's from, from a different village. He explains, What is the source for this idea? How do we know that we do not give wine to an Isha, uh, to a... Uh, to a wife uh, when the husband is not around or when they're not allowed to engage in sexual activity. The verse says, the Pesach says, in the context of Chana, Chana is married to Elkanah. They will eventually have a child named Shmuel, the famous Shmuel. So anyways, the story goes, this is the beginning of the story. The story goes that uh, they are eating, Yechanan and Elkanah are eating in Shiloh. The Mishkan, the tabernacle is in Shiloh. And they get up after she ate in Shiloh, but then the verse ends off by, and he had drunk. He was having wine. But it says specifically that she was eating in Shiloh and he had wine. So it means that he had wine, but not her. Because the beginning, we'll see. Um, the Gemara continues, what's the proof? It also says that she ate. Are you coming to tell me that he didn't eat? All he did was drink wine and he didn't eat? Why would we say such a thing? So the Gemara explains where we're coming from. The Gemara explains that the fact, the language of the Pasuk, of the verse, is to change. At first it's referring to her, that she ate, and then it changes, there's a shift. The change is intentional. And then it focuses on him to tell you that he drank, but she didn't drink, and only he's allowed to drink, but not her. Okay, uh, but just to point out, uh, we mentioned that this entire law anyways is only when they are not together. So what is going on here? That is a question that the Gemara will ask, because Khan and Elkanah were eating together. Uh, so the Gemara, we'll see what the Gemara says uh, in a few lines, but the Gemara will ask that question. Okay, asks the Gemara, is this a true, is this really true that this is a rule Throughout, without any exceptions. Mesave, Regila, Nostinla. There's the following objection. It says in Abraisa that if she's used to having wine, then we, in fact, we do give her wine. It sounds like we do give her wine if she's used to it. So how could you tell me that we don't give her wine and in our mission we don't give her wine? If, she, if, she, if she's something which is normal for her, she does drink wine. She drinks wine with him. So then she should be allowed to drink wine without him. The Gemara gives two answers. The first answer is, yeah, you're right, regila shiny. There's a limitation when she's used to drinking wine, something that's normal for her. So then we do give her. How much do we give her? Not as much as as uh, what she's used to. Let's see. The Amar of Chinana Bar Kahana, Shmuel Shmuel says, regila nosen la kosecha, chen regila nosen la shnei kosos. Basically, Shmuel says a very uh, difficult statement to understand. So the Gemara will uh, interpret and explain the statement. But Shmuel says that when she's used to drinking wine, she can have one cup. When she's not used to drinking wine, she should have two cups. The Gemara asks, my kamar, why? how does that make any sense? If she's used to drinking wine, she should have one cup. But not used to it, she should have two cups. Where does, uh, where does that come, come from? The Gemara explains, this is how you have to understand Shmuel. If she's used to having two cups of wine in front of her husband, so then we, we bring it down or not. So then we give her one cup of wine when she's not with her husband. If she's not used to uh, to drinking, if she only drinks one cup in front of her husband, so then with her husband, so then 
when she's not with her husband, we don't give her anything. We basically bring it down a notch by one. So if she's used to two cups of wine, we'll give her one. Again, this is a case where the husband's not around, and the husband has to provide for her, so then we'll give her one cup of wine. If she's only used to one, so then we won't give her anything when the husband is not around. That is all. One explanation, one answer to the idea uh, that when she's used to it, so then we do give it to her. Again, we're talking about a case where she's used to it, and so therefore we would give her wine even not in the presence of her husband. The second explanation is no. What do we mean regila that she's used to it? It's not talking about regular wine, drinking wine. By the same regila, no son la means to give her wine not to drink, but for cooking. It's wine for cooking. That uh, they bring a story where the daughter-in-law of Nakdimon Ben Gurion, who was very wealthy, uh, used to give cooking wine to his daughter-in-law. Um, uh, so that's what he would give. Amr uh, Lahan, and she said to them, uh, He said, she said to them, uh, "So should it be for for your own daughters." Uh, she's trying to give them a blessing that. The same thing should apply to your own daughters. In the end, this is just a, a side point. Even though she gave a blessing, she gave them a bracha that they should also have cooking wine. They should be uh, uh, wealthy enough to, to afford cooking wine and to give it away. Um, and so that's a blessing. But it says that nobody answered amen. Nobody answered, so shall it be. Nobody said amen because her husband passed away. She is waiting to do Yibam, and that's not a situation where we would say Amin to. If we said Amin, it would sound like, yes, it's true, we want everything, but we don't want everything. We don't want the situation where that she's in, that she's currently in, where her husband passed away, and she's waiting to do Yibam. Anyways, moving back to our discussion about wine. Tana, it's taught in Ebraisa, that for women, how much wine should they have? Echad Yafal Isha. One is a, is a good, is a good, one cup of wine is good enough. Shnaim uh, nivolhu. Two is a disgrace. She'll start to become drunk. Shlosha. Once she has three cups of wine, tovas vepesh. She starts to um, lose her inhibition, and she starts to ask for things that she wouldn't usually ask for. Uh, for example, to ask for sexual intercourse, she wouldn't usually ask for that. And this, uh, once she drinks three cups, she would ask for it. Arba afiluchamer tovas b'shuk ve'inamakbedes. Once she has four, so then she'll ask for things that she uh, really usually wouldn't ask for. The, one of the commentators, the Ben Yehoyada, explains that this means that she'll ask to be physically intimate with a non-Jew, not just with her husband, but with a non-Jew, if she has too much. Uh, there's four cups of wine. What about uh, the Seder? What about the Seder? Doesn't she supposed to have four cups of wine at the Pesach Seder? Uh, so there, what we're talking about here is where she's taking one after another, just you know, taking one cup after another, one, two, three, four, one right after another. The Seder, everything is... Uh, spread out, it's spread out, it's not all at once, it's in between a meal, um, so that's very different. But we're, the, the case that we're discussing here is really having four straight uh, cups of wine. Now it is important to note uh, that some of the commentators point out that, uh, what do you mean you, she can't have any wine if her husband's not around? What about making Kiddush? What about uh, having reciting Kiddush or, 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 or other situations where there is wine that's involved? Are you going to tell me that she can't have wine? So those commentators, they point out that, yeah, maybe, maybe it's true. Maybe somebody else should drink the wine. She shouldn't drink the wine uh, in those cases. Again, this would only be if she's not in front of her husband. Uh, and also, it's a case where she's not used to drinking. 
Um, but perhaps in those cases, she really shouldn't be the one who drinks the wine. Rava says, all of this only applies, like we mentioned before, is only when her husband's not around. But if her husband's around, none of this applies. The Gemara asks, wait a minute. Her husband, Elkanah, was with her. and we, The whole proof to this idea was coming from Chana. The Gemara explains, Achsanai shiny. She was a guest. She was in Shiloh. She was not at home. She was staying by somebody else. And we say, uh, We know that uh, Rav Huna says that when uh, a couple is a guest by somebody else, then it's forbidden for them to engage in sexual relations because the host will hear them it won't be tznius, it won't be uh, with modesty. And the proof is even from Chana, because it says that Chana and Elkanah, when they went home, that's when they had sexual relations, but before then not. While they were still guests in Shiloh, they did not. Now this is brought down according to halacha. This is actually a halacha that is brought down. This is the Jewish law. However, it's important to note uh, that uh, the commentators point out, some of the commentators point out that this only applies if they don't have their own room. If they have their own room, so then that's enough of privacy. They, uh, that means they're they're not the host to their room. They they are they're, they're not the guest of their room. They're the host of their room because they have their own room, and then it would be permissible if they were in their own room. Okay, continues the Gemara with uh, a few stories about this. Uh, interesting story here. Abaye's wife Choma comes in front of Rava after Abaye died. Okay, so Abaye died, and Choma uh, was the wife of Abaye. She also, this was her third marriage, and she comes to court, Amrulay, Psokli Mizoni. She asks for Mizonos, for sustenance, because she's entitled to it by uh, Abaye's uh, children, should provide sustenance. So Pasukla, so they gave it to her. Psokli Chamer, then she asks for wine, and from Rava, she's in the court of Rava. Rava says to her, Rava says back, I, I know Abaye. He's a good friend of mine. He did not drink wine. Uh, that uh, He didn't drink wine. Since you didn't drink wine during his lifetime, so then you also shouldn't have wine after he died. So she responds back, Amrle, she responds back by saying, She says, I, I basically, I swear to you that this is not true. He gave it to me. He gave me wine. He gave me uh, cups as large as this. And she starts showing with her hands how large these cups were. And while she was doing that, while she was showing him the cups, her arms became uncovered. She was supposed to cover her arms. She was acting in a way which was not uh, modest. And she uncovered her arms. And uh, it caused... uh, a light to shine in the court, in the basin. The, a light was shown and was shined in the court. So this is in front of Rava. This is in front of Rava. Rava gets all nervous, and he basically runs out. He he doesn't want to succumb to any desires. So come Rava, Allah So she, he runs home in the middle of the day and runs to his wife, the daughter of Rechista, and to and basically and requests to be uh, to be intimate with her. Uh, runs runs home from the from the court. Amrle Bas Rukhista Man Hava in the what happened today? What's going on? Running home and this is what's happening. Amrla Khomadabesu Dabai. 
So he tells her that, listen, Choma, the wife of Abaye, Abaye just passed away. Choma uh, is uh, basically was at court, and uh, it seems to be as if uh, she's trying to um, convince Rava to marry her, and Rava therefore ran away. Uh, now Rava could marry; he could technically marry more than one wife, uh, but this was his this was Choma's third husband, and there's an idea that uh, if the three hus- all three husbands passed away, that uh, she has a status of a katlanis, of somebody who causes her husbands to pass away. So that's why Rava ran. So Navaga Basra, so what does uh, Rava's wife do? She runs after Choma, Machtala Bekuli, Kofi Deshida Ad Afkala Mekuli Machoza. Basically, uh, Rava's wife uh, runs after her and hits her with a lock of a chest. With a lock to say, uh, you know, don't come out, don't, don't come to try to seduce my husband so that he marries you. No. Because technically they could get married to more than one wife. And she basically drives her out of the city. The, the wife of Rava basically said to her, you already killed three people. Three people died while they were married to you. Do you want to come now and uh, marry my husband and cause him to die as well? No. Um, it, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. You, you're causing them to... Uh, we're not going to let you uh, get married to somebody else because you've already caused three people to die and therefore, you're not allowed to get married. Okay, that's the story. The reason to bring the story down was because of the fact that she was making this claim that she is used to having wine, and therefore she should receive wine. That's why we brought down that story. Okay, continues the Gemara. A few more lines with a, another story. The wife of Rav Yosef, the son of Rava, came to Rav Nechemia, the son of Rav Yosef, uh, and so the wife comes, Amrle Psukli Mizone. Basically, uh, give me a certain amount of uh, uh, sustenance for me, that I deserve a certain amount of su- sustenance. Pasukla, they give it to her. Pasukli chamer, then she asks for wine. Pasukla, they give it to her. Amar la, and he says to her, The reason why I'm giving it to you is because I know you come from a certain land, from Mechuza, and over there, uh, everybody drinks wine. You're, you're used to drinking wine. And so similarly, the last, last uh, story, the Beseo, the Beseo, of Nasha, Midvil, also, a wife of Yosef comes to um, the, the son. Uh, one type of Yosef goes to a different Yosef. She says to him, Give me sustenance. My husband uh, uh, owes me sustenance. They give it to her. She asks for wine and they give it to her also. So then she asks for silk garments. And Amrla Shirai Lama, why do you need silk garments? And so she says, Amrla. That uh, her husband passed away. These are all cases where the husband passes away, that she's deserving of sustenance and of wine if it's something they're used to. She also wants fancier garments. Why does she want fancier garments? She says, I'm a widow. And so therefore, as a widow, I have to look presentable. I want to get married again. So the reason why I'm asking for this is, uh, she says it in a a little bit of a joking way, that's for you and for your colleagues and your friends and your friends' friends. Uh, It's for other people. The reason why I need to dress... uh, in, 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 a, in a nice way, in a fashionable way, uh, so that I could get married again. And so that's what she says. But we have these last two stories, two, three stories, where these are situations where the women were used to drinking uh, wine and having wine, and if that's the case, so then they should be deserving of receiving wine. So again, the limitations are uh, specifically when the husband's not around and also when she is not used to drinking wine. Okay. So that is the Gemara about uh, whether or not we give wine to the wife when the husband is not around. And we'll continue with the next part of the Gemara in the next class.